1: fantasy it's commissioner cooper
3: and it's time how the fuck you got me up this damn early jason
1: <laughs> it's time <laughs> that's right ladies and gentlemen it's commissioner cooper and it's time for tss fantasy yeah well, that was <laughs> delayed wow <laughs> you gotta switch it up a little bit all right let's start with our introductions let's welcome to the studio greg oj the juices loose mayor good morning fellas top of the morning to your
3: tss family don't forget to follow me on greg underscore oj on instagram and big oj one on twitter yeah the Fred
1: Chester Reyes welcome to the studio
2: thank you thank you everybody keep clowning please follow me at T- at TSS jester on Twitter oh yeah
1: and Nick you got slandered
4: macaronis hello good to be here ladies and gentlemen uh, as I said my name is Nick you got flandered you can find me on Twitter and go get vaccinated before you get flandered. <laughs> I don't don't know what
1: one has to do with the other, but Dr. Miller, welcome to the studio. That one is tough to follow, Nick. I'm not really sure what to say aside of, yes, before you get Flandered, go get vaccinated. All right, we are the fantasy show of the people, and we truly mean that. So as a reminder, you can interact with the crew on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, our website, TSP tssfantasy.com where you can sign up for all our free contests. Currently, we have the Commissioner Cooper's Top 10 Running Back Challenge where if you send us your top 10 running backs before week 1, you could win two tickets to see the Dolphins versus the Jets in week 15 with
4: the TSS crew. Or you can follow and join Nick at You Got Flandered on Twitter and join my contest which is Vision Coaching and Consulting Ultimate Team Challenge. All you got to do is send it in your ultimate lineup and you can win my $300.
3: Man, nobody don't want your stinky $300. They want to hop into the pool and the <laughs> pick 'em pool juice world. Get 'em. Make sure you join up on TSSFantasy.com. It's free. Put your money where your mouth is.
2: Now, pick 'em pools are really good on a weekly basis, but it's a survival. Contest that'll get you there. Let's see who's truly the best because you can't pick the same good teams every week. Come get my $300 and be the king of justice Court.
1: As proud members of the Belly Up Podcast Network, you can now hear us every morning at 8 a.m. on an unhinged radio network. Make TSS Fantasy part of your morning commute. Visit TSSFantasy.com today. Sign up for all our free contests, The Fantasy Show of the people and we're going to begin today's show with dr miller's house call that's right tss family it's time for dr miller's house call welcome to the studio dr miller thank you very much looking forward to talking about a couple of these guys
0: it seems like we're talking about the same few players week in and week out
1: It is very true. We all are abuzz. The season is about to be here, and these guys are big players in the fantasy realm and in football in general, of course. So let's start with our favorite guy. We've talked about him exclusively, Dak Prescott. Um, You know, it's we're hearing, yes, he may start week one. Maybe he won't. Maybe we'll see him in preseason. Maybe we won't. It's the back-and-forth drama, of course, of the NFL Um, Can you give us any, should any light on Dak Prescott and what he's looking at as far as coming back?
0: Yeah, I want to talk about his injury first because this is really unique. He's got a right latissimus dorsi muscle strain. Now, the latissimus dorsi muscle incidentally covers more surface area than any other muscle of your body. It goes down from just above your tailbone covers a lot of your mid and lower back, and then wraps around through the armpit where it attaches on the front of the upper arm bone. So it's this huge, broad muscle. If you can picture Bruce Lee from the front, his cobra pose is striking the latissimus dorsi muscle. And last time we talked about Prescott, he had just had a second MRI. And I expressed a little bit of ambiguity at the time. I said, I'm not sure if they thought they missed something or if they're just monitoring his healing. And it appears that they were just monitoring his healing and that he is healing at an acceptable rate. And I expect him to play in the season opener against the Bucks on September 9th. So this is a safe pick. He's feeling good about his ankle. Again, like we talked about last week, he's on a pitch count throwing the ball. So I'm feeling good about his shoulder. Interestingly, we talked a few weeks ago about quarterbacks and injuries, and I highlighted that most quarterback injuries are contact in nature. They're not repetitive in nature. They're contact. But this right latissimus Dorsey strain is sometimes uh, called a, more of a baseball injury. This is not so common to football players, not so common to quarterbacks, And because of its higher frequency in the baseball community, the Cowboys have reportedly reached out to the Texas Rangers to help manage his recovery. But short answer, on the field,
1: September 9th. TSS family, listen here. When Dr. Miller makes a Bruce Lee reference, you know (laughs) you're in the right place. Full confidence in Dak Prescott. We're all excited about that. Not only in Dak itself, in himself, but that affects Ezekiel Elliott's draft position, CD Lamb, Amari Cooper. Name it. You got it. It all flows through Dak, so it's good to hear he'll be ready for week one. According to Dr. Miller. And if he's not, let's make sure that we we'll hold Dr. Miller, Miller accountable. Ooh. <laughs> What's the website they can send that
0: hate mail to?
1: <laughs> Everything, com. Don't forget. Boy. All right, let's move on to another favorite NFL star of ours, Saquon Barkley. This has been one that's been uh, one we've talked about quite frequently. Um, I believe when we originally first spoke about it, the comment was bullish on Saquon. Now we're coming back. It's getting to we're getting close and there's questions on will he be available? Can you help us out? What do you think? Um, is that what do you think is going to happen with Saquon and when week one? So I think I'm going to eat crow here to start because you're right. A couple of months ago, I said I was very bullish
0: on him starting week one on the field. A couple of weeks later, I said he's 20 percent to the bench after he takes the field. But that may be delayed. And I said he's 50 50 to start the season week one. And today I'm going to backpedal a little bit further. And I'm going to go out and say I don't think he's going to play until late September. And I think that initial strategy of having him ready to play by week three is now going to be week three at the earliest. So I'm backpedaling on him every single week. I'm optimistic he's going to have a good season, but I don't think he's going to play a complete season. Still 20% to the bench once he takes the field. But
1: don't count on him suiting up week number one.
2: Mm, man,
1: so Saquon, I, you know, you had me pumped on him early. So I was out. I was out boosting him. Number one pick overall if he was ready. But now hearing the news, not going to start. He's definitely dropped down in my rankings. I mean, the bottom line is if he's not available for two weeks, it's not helping you at all. Um, so Saquon Barkley draft with caution, according to Dr. Miller. Now, Carson Wentz, that injury seemed to be quite interesting. We were hearing de- doom and gloom for a little bit, and now we're starting to hear it's possible he could start week one. Um, what, are, what, do you, what do you think about uh, Carson Wentz' injury and his projected start for week one?
0: So I want to differentiate rehab and return to play based upon different surgical approaches. When an athlete has something repaired – when there is a suture or a screw or some type of repair made, the timeline to return is generally much longer. Think about Saquon Barkley's ACL. than when something is just excised or removed, as is in the case here with Carson Wentz. So I think the date was August 2nd. He had surgery just to remove part of his fifth metatarsal. So, if you're looking at your foot, it's on the small toe side. It's the bone connecting the heel to the toe itself. And he had surgery just to excise a portion of that. He is already attending practice out of a boot. And although the team is still non committal on the timeline, they've been saying five to 12 weeks. Sports Illustrated is saying he is trending to play week one. So I feel good about Carson Wentz.
1: Really interesting stuff there. I mean, and you, you mentioned it before. That was the first time when he kind of broke it down, said it was pain tolerance. Um, so looks like he's going to toughen up and be ready for week one, uh, which is good news for all the Colts um, all the way around. All right. So we will finish up with a rookie Rashad Bateman. Um, he was going to be the number one guy for Lamar in his contract year. Looks like he had a soft tissue injury, which he had to have surgery on. Um, What did you you find out about him and his his track to be available um, for the start of the season? The team is staying very buttoned up
0: about the actual injury to the extent that I can't even say with certainty what muscle this soft tissue injury was to, if it was even to a muscle. Depending on the source... I've seen it described as a core injury or a groin injury. Now, there's a handful of muscles, and there's some tissues that might accurately be described as core or groin, but without the ability to be certain what tissue in particular was injured, I can't responsibly predict when we're going to see him again. So all I'm going to do is cite what the team is saying, which is that they're expecting
1: he'll be out until between weeks three and five really interesting wonder why they're so buttoned up on that and um you know again so a question for you as far as like soft tissue injuries um you know we've brought that up before breaking a bone break uh tearing the ligament um if he had to have that surgically repaired should that be cause for extra concern Depends on the vascularization of the tissue.
0: In other words, tissues that have a very robust blood supply will heal faster after repair than tissues that have less of a robust blood supply. So I can't really answer that without knowing more specifically what tissue was repaired. If any of the listeners have any insider information, again, please send me that email and I'd be happy to talk about Bateman again next week.
1: We're going to have to make a call to the Baltimore front office for Dr. Miller. Love it. (laughs) All right. Well, we appreciate you coming in for your house call, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. See you next time, my friend.
3: Hey, TSS family. It's your boy, Greg OJ, the juice. Are you interested in trying to beat the boys at TSS? Well, here's your opportunity. Get ready to dive in and join us in our Pick'em Juice World Fantasy Pool. And the best part, it's free. Here's the chance to win some paper and beat the crew at TSS. Sign up now on our website at tssfantasy.com. See if you can swim with the big boys. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people.
1: thank you once again Dr. Miller all right so we got Saturday's action of preseason coming up we have the chiefs at the Cardinals if this was a <clears throat> excuse me if this was a regular season game we'd be wetting our pants at this moment because this is what fantasy is all about. Greg what are your thoughts on this game and anybody you are excited to see?
3: I won't be wetting my pants because I'll be wearing the pants. (laughs) 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 But honestly, I mean, We know Mahomes probably won't play, but I really want, you know, who I really want to see, and I really, I'm really rooting for this kid. I want to see Clyde Edwards Hillier. I want to see him be the star that everyone thought he was going to be last year. I'm really rooting for him. So that's what I have my eye on. That's what I'm going to watch. On the other side of the ball, what is Arizona going to do with James Conner and Chase Edmonds? I want to see a little bit of that also.
1: Oof. I mean, I, I feel you, bro. I this, this one of those. This is this is very interesting to see. And for some reason, every time I hear the words Clyde, Edward, lair, all I can think of is spicy. And I'm not. Ooh. I don't know why. It's really weird. Fred, spicy. your th- Fred, your thoughts on this matchup,
2: man. Like you said, if this was the regular season, this would be the game. I mean, too bad it's preseason. Uh, both quarterbacks probably won't play, so I lose all interest in it. Um, yeah, Chase Evans and the of thing, yeah, that's nice. I'm um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I just so unhappy because I would like to see the regular season game. I mean, I know Mahomes and Kyler aren't going to play more than a series, but uh, that's my analysis. Keep it moving. <laughs>
1: All right, oh, so not... make, maybe I went too far with the wetting my pants thing. Sorry. Gr- uh,
4: Nick, your thoughts on this game? Well, uh, I won't be wetting my pants either because I just won't be wearing any. Um, <laughs> uh, as far as preseason goes, again, like you guys said, it would be nice to see you know the Stars play, play for a quarter. I'd love to see Murray and uh, Mahomes go at it, but I guess I'll be watching this game for the uniforms. or
1: the uniforms indeed all right well the other game on saturday is the Bengals against ft um we'll kick it to you fred anybody in this matchup you're interested in seeing against who ft washington fool oh i'm gonna
2: say (laughs) wft man (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> uh, another game that would have intrigued me in the regular season, but now uh, this one does a little bit. Uh, Cincinnati's young. Um, so I would like to see what uh, Cincinnati does in the first um, few sets of downs. So uh, that's that's the only part that interests me. I know what Washington gives me. I know Fitzpatrick, another great defense, but I really want to see what the offense for Cincinnati does. Nick, what are your thoughts?
4: Oh, uh, I can't wait to see Zach Taylor lose another game. Um, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> I don't know. I like, my, I, I like to see Antonio Gibson run, run the ball five times and then and then go have a snack. He can join Freddy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, so,
1: again, the wet blanket on the preseason break, <laughs> I have to say. Um, yeah, so listen, this is actually, to me, this is actually a pretty interesting matchup because we didn't see Fitzy in the first game, and I want to see him In this game, play a little bit. I want to see what he looks like in this offense. And as far as the Bengals are concerned, I'd like to see Jamar Chase against this Washington defense, um, see what he can do against them. So that's, I'm kind of interested in this matchup. And um, so both, we got two good Saturday games to look forward to. All right, moving back into our deep dive into the AFC wide receivers. We're going to finish up with the AFC West. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Greg, what you got on the Chiefs?
3: Well, you know, the AFC West has some solid wide receivers from top to bottom. You got two definite starters and a lot of flex appeal when it comes to the AFC West. So we're talking about the Chiefs, even though this is probably the best offensive team in football, there's only one receiver worth owning on the Chiefs, and that's Tyreek Hill. Last year, he had 87 receptions, 1,200 yards, and 15 TDs. And don't worry, the man also had two Russian TDs, clearly the favorite of Patrick Mahomes. So if you're going to draft a Chiefs wide receiver, draft Tyreek Hill, draft him with confidence, I have him ranked
2: number three overall. Fred, what are your thoughts on the Chiefs? Man, uh, high offense, high powered, high powered. But I kind of agree with Greg. They're not the best receiving corner division. I have them at number two. I um, mean, we all know what Hill gives you, so I'll talk more about um, Hardman. Uh, he disappeared a little bit, but he did have career highs and catches with 45 and 466. But we all know it's going to be Hill and Kelsey. Um, I, I hope that McC- McCall Hardman has a good year this year. I really like him a lot, and I really want him to stand out. Nick, what are your thoughts?
4: Yeah, I'm. I would just be piling on, but uh, one interesting fact with with that is that actually the first receiver you should be selecting from the Chiefs is um, Kelsey because he's got 105 receptions to uh, Tyreek Hill's 87. If you're in a PPR, but again, you got Hill's uh, 15 TD. So again, after those two guys, it's just it's a big mystery. So I would stay away if you don't have either of those two.
1: Yeah, um, except Kelsey's a tight end, and we'll be covering those <laughs> next week. <laughs> I know. I know. All right, so I agree. I concur with everyone here. Uh, again, high-flying, but however, one guy you can rely on because of his big playability, that is Tyree Kill. I have him ranked number four. Um, However, you know, he is kind of on the smaller side, so I do worry about him getting injured, and... Bringing in Dr. Miller, what is your percent to the bench for Tyreek Hill? So he's
0: presently managing
1: a little bit of left knee
0: tendinitis that's limiting his ability to practice. I don't think this is going to affect his ability to start the season. So we're going to go 30% to the bench for Tyreek Hill.
1: Moving on to the Denver Broncos. Greg, what are your thoughts on this receiving core? I like the
3: Broncos wide receiver core. They have two solid wide receivers. The only issue is who's going to throw them the ball. Sutton had a lost season last year due to injury. And he's looking to bounce back to 2019 where he had 1,200 yards receiving and six TDs. But with his absence, Judy stepped up and had 850 yards and three TDs in his rookie season. Both were real solid. So look for them in mid to late rounds. They will be solid wide receiver threes for your team The only thing that I'm scared about is who's going to throw them the ball.
2: Fred, what are your thoughts? (sighs) I hope what we saw the other day in preseason wasn't a facade. Uh, Sutton, baller coming out of college, too bad he got hurt. Judy, number 15 overall, outplayed rugs. I really like him. K.J. Hamler was selected in the next round of round two, so all three receivers were Picked in the first two rounds i think if if they get a good quarterback or if luck luck <laughs> no sorry if uh lock. <laughs> lock, lock actually plays up to par we could watch something special
1: with the wide receiver group and the quarterback Nick what are your thoughts on this uh, Denver Broncos receiving
4: core well uh, my favorite thing about the Denver Broncos receiving core is is the fun fact that they have two. Not one, but two Penn State wide receivers in Deshaun Hamilton and K.J. Hamler. But one guy (laughs) who's nobody mentioned last year, had a pretty sneaky, good, silent year last year, was Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick did come out of the slot. He had 742 yards and six TDs. I did have him on my roster. Uh, He came up with some nice stats for, for me. So watch out for Tim Patrick.
1: All right, Tim, I didn't even have these guys written down. So great job taking notes there, Nick. Thank you so much. That's what Um, I do. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, this could be, you know, there's always those surprise teams out of the, um, you know, the NFL season. This could be that dark horse team. Nobody's talking about the defense is solid. Fred, you mentioned it. If Locke or Bridgewater both, by the way, had decent first uh, week one preseason outings. So, you know, Whoever emerges and who end up doing well, this could be a potentially really good team. Jerry Judy looked really good in, um, in his first outing. I have him ranked number 30. Cortland Sutton um, showed flashes, has some you know <clears throat> injury issues, but I have him ranked number 44. Um, since he does have a little bit of history, his percent to the bench for Cortland Sutton. He's coming off that ACL
0: injury in week two last season. Think he'll be ready to go. I don't think it's gonna give him any lingering problems. We're going 40% to the bench, Cortland Sutton. All right,
1: moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders. Greg, what are your thoughts on this receiving core?
3: I have a question for the panel. <laughs> Who's oh, the Greg. number one wide receiver here?
1: Rugs. I would say rugs. You, be you be Ruggs. Ruggs.
3: sure? It's, because it is not rugs. John Bins has been praising Edwards in camp. Right. That's mm. him. So mm. All I'm going to is, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> Stay away from this mess. Rugs has sleeper potential, but you can grab him off your waiver wire. Like Freddie said, don't waste a draft pick. You don't have to waste a draft pick on Rugs at all. Trust me, he'll be there in the waiver wire. If he shows a little flash, you may be able to pick him up. But I don't know what the hell Gruden is doing down there in Vegas, but I'm staying away from this. It stinks.
1: It really stinks. Well, when we talked about the Raiders, we said we, you know, we didn't know what their identity was, and that's that's very true. Um, I just want to say before I move on, though, Greg, you've talked a lot about Rugs, you're, and you were really high in him. You're, he's, is he a stock down for you?
3: He's he's down because I don't trust Gruden. If Ruggs is in any other system, any other offense with a coach that looks like he knows what he's doing, with a solid quarterback, not saying Car is not a solid quarterback. But there's no direction for this team. There's no, is it a running team? Is it a passing team? We don't know. So until it gets figured out, I got rugs down there, bro. His stock
1: is down. Ooh, Fred, what are Ooh. your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, you got Ruggs. Who, I think they got John Brown in free agency to take over for Aguilar. And, oh, Hunter Refro in the slot. Now, I do like Renfro. He uh, always seems to get the third down conversion. He's always dependable. But I do have this this – wide-receiving core on fourth in the division. Um, I, I, and I mostly blame Ruggs because I, I I was pretty high on him coming out of college. I mean, they were talking a lot about him. So uh, hopefully he sets up this year and they make a little bit of noise. Nick, what are your thoughts on the Raiders?
4: Yeah, not really much to say. Uh, actually, their best pass catcher used to be a wide receiver, and now he's a tight end. So um, that's the offense is going to run through the tight end and Jacobs. That's it.
1: Indeed. Well, you know, you guys mentioned it, you know, there's not much going on in this receiving core, but again, I think I mentioned this with someone else. He is the only option. I feel like his rugs is the guy there. He's the big play maker. We, you know, we liked him last year. I don't see the big plays going away. So I do like him as he, again, is their only big playmaker in the offense. He's the guy's going to see the targets. I feel so. I have Ruggs ranked number 39. LA Chargers, probably the best for last as far as this division is concerned. Greg, your thoughts on this receiving core?
3: Man, this receiving core is the best in the division. You got two solid wide receivers for Herbert, right? You got the target monster in Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had 100 receptions for, for the second season in a row off of 147 targets. Making him a monster when it comes to PPR. You add in the 990 receiving yards and eight TDs. Keenan Allen is a solid, solid draft pick at wide receiver. Mike Williams is not a bad wide receiver three or a low end flex. He has 700 yards receiving and five TDs, making him a great bye week fill in. So you can draft these two. Keenan, I have more confidence. Williams, a little bit
2: less. Proceed with a little bit of caution when driving, drafting Mike Williams. Fred, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> I don't want to be um, – I'm not going to talk about Kenyan Allen. We know he's a star. He's been great since he came into the scene in 2013. Uh, Mike Williams, solid. Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll – well, first of all to say Chargers, double-one in division receiving core. I do like Jalen Guyton. He came on strong last season. He started nine games catching 28 passes, but the kicker was each – they averaged over 18 yards per catch. Mm. So this is definitely uh, the best uh, receiving card in the division, and if Herbert played like last year, it could be something special. Ooh, pulling out the Jalen
4: Guyton, Nick. What are your thoughts? Hey, well, since I'm not allowed to talk about any other pass catchers uh, except for the except for the wide receiver, um, <laughs> I mean, uh, the <laughs> wide receiver tight ends are next week. Next week, yeah, I know, and they're their second best catch pass. Catcher is not a wide wide receiver, so uh, I have Keenan Allen at number twelve.
1: All right, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> wow! What do you want me Thanks, to say? I can't I think wait, about that. I waited for the all deep, morning for that, Nick. I waited deep, all morning for that. The deep dive, as as from Nick. All right, so Keenan and Allen, number nine. I mean, uh, what else can we say? You know, he's a monster year in year out. When you look for a number one receiver in fantasy, you want to look for what consistency, and that's one of his main things is Keenan Allen is consistent year in and year out Mike Williams I feel like is always that guy that has that oh man he's got that big potential for big games he has them every once in a while and then you expect it again and then you don't get it so I do have him ranked number 45 um you know again he's a plug-and-play guy always has been You know, there's not much more I can say, unless, of course, Herbert starts to go crazy, uh, which we saw shades of that last year. Hey, gang, it's Commissioner Cooper. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First and foremost, it's free. The easy to use creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If we can do it, trust me, you can too. Download the free Anchor app today, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Moving now to the NFC East, we got Nick. Let's bring up the New York Giants. What do you got on this receiving corps? All right,
4: we're bringing up the NFC least. All right, here we go. Um, New York football Giants, their best receiver, or who gets the most targets, is not a wide receiver. So their number one receiving <laughs> wide receiver last year was Darius Slayton. Had 750 yards and three TDs. Uh, behind him was Sterling Shepard, and then he had Golden Tate. Uh, I have the New York Giants ranked number – Three in the in the division. Um, as far as their rankings, I don't even have any of their wide receivers right I'm sorry, I take take that back. I have Kenny Galladay. Okay, I have <laughs> I have Kenny Galladay ranked number nineteen.
1: <laughs> it's uh, deep dive into the division. <laughs> <It> doesn't <laughs> even mention the nineteenth receiver. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> All right, Greg. What do you got on the Giants' receiving core? Don't forget they got Kenny Galladay, by the way. Yeah, please don't. You'll never hear the
3: end of it. I, I, I'm so done. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I got I got
3: Galladay <laughs> um, ranked 17th, so get him out the way. But I, I'm I kind of like this group. I'm not going to say they're bad as third because Sterling Shepard had a solid season um, with 656 yards receiving and three three TDs and. Slayton was not bad either. 751 receiving yards with three TDs. So if Daniel Jones can get it together and that offensive line can't protect them and they lean on Saquon, this receiving court can be special. So they can have some sleeper potential there with the other two receivers.
1: But Galladay will be a solid wide receiver too on your team. Yeah, um, the reason he has him ranked number three, Greg, is because he forgot about Kenny Galladay. Let's not forget. Mm. Fred, what are your thoughts <laughs> That's on true. the Giants receiving core?
2: Uh, let me take a sip of my coffee here. Uh, here we go. Is this okay. a- sponsored by Bustelo? Guys, guys, it, 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 <laughs> it, 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 I, I don't want to make Bustelo today. I'm drinking Folgers. The best part of waking up. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> the Giants. I, I I like their receiving core. I really do. I have them number two. I think Galladay makes them better. I la- always like Slayton. Shepard's consistent, and we're gonna find out what Kadarius Tony is all about. um uh, Now, don't get me wrong. They're not they're not blowing out the number three Washington football team. But I do like the Giants a lot. And I I actually, and like I said, I think I don't even think Galladay is going to have the most receptions. I think it's going to be Slayton. So we'll see what happens.
1: So I just want to pause for a moment and reflect on the fact that Fred just sang the Folgers theme song for us. I don't know if anyone else (laughs) noticed that, but I I would like to run that on a loop at some point. That was... I'm not sure where your vocal range is at, bro, but uh I'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure you're getting hired. <laughs> All right, so for They the got Giants... a free plug
2: just now. They will
1: <laughs> sure did. For the Giants to received... job, Stick to your day job. <laughs> For the Giants' receiving core, again, you guys said it. I like Sterling Shepard. I don't have him ranked though, but I do like him potentially PPR. Kenny Galladay is going to take the, you know, he's going to take the big receptions. I got him ranked number twenty-one. We talked about Daniel Jones. We've talked about Saquon Barkley to death. I think this offense is prime to to step out this year, and I do think Kenny Galladay, like Greg mentioned, is a solid number two in your lineup. Moving on now to the FT Reds. Or I was going to say FT Redskins. That's I can't get out of my head. FT Nick, what are your
4: thoughts on FT receiving corps? All right, the Washington Buckeyes. All right, because uh, they brought in Curtis Samuel to pair up with uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, Terry McLaurin first. I I like him a lot. I I think he's a stud. Um, I think he's actually also going to improve with uh, Fitzpatrick back there, uh, slinging the ball around. Last year he had 1,100 yards and four four TDs. Uh, I like I said before, I think he he will improve. And then they brought in his buddy Curtis Samuel, and Curtis Samuel had 800 yards, a little over 800 yards, and then three three TDs. Um, other than that, their other big play receiver, wide receiver, was uh cam sims and he had uh 477 yards so uh i would rank them number three in the in the division uh as far as wide wide receivers and as far as individually i have terry mclaren at number 10 and curtis samuel i have him at number 33
1: Greg, what do you got? I like Washington's
3: team. Um, I like how they're building it. Uh, McLaren, I love him. I got him ranked right outside my top 10 at 12. And I got Curtis Samuel ranked down around 35. If Fitzy can fix the interception problem, which we know he's not, they can even rank higher. But I like him. Draft McLaren with confidence as a wide receiver one. Curtis Samuel as a flex wide receiver three. Fred, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I have them three, but like I said, they could they easily flip-flop because they actually have the better reserve, receiver in McLaurin. Um, I think both of them hit 1,000 yards, McLaurin and Samuel, uh, because if Fitzpatrick's throwing ways, he sometimes he throws for four or 500 yards in a game. So uh, <laughs> definitely like their receivers, and they're going to push the Giants hard. And like I said, uh, well, well, we'll leave Dallas for a minute. Yeah,
1: he, you know, we know Fitzy likes to fling it down the field. So I do like both of these guys. Um I like Terram Corrin more at number 15. I do, as as um Greg mentioned, uh, low end one, top M two for you. Curtis Samuel flex third third receiver um, with huge upside as well in this offense. Moving on now to the Dallas Cowboys. Nick, what you got on this receiving core?
4: All right, on this receiving core, uh, this is the number one receiving core in the NFC East, and it pains me to say that. It re- it really pains me to say that. Uh, Amari Cooper, all-world, 1,100 yards, five TDs. C.D. Lamb is at 935, but he's going to improve a lot now, now that uh, Dak Prescott is back full-time. And then don't forget about Michael Gallup. Uh, Michael Gallup, he – he catches some nice passes in there. I mean, he gets 105 targets. Um, they are the number one. They are the number one team in the NFC East. They will win the NFC East behind Prescott uh, and those three wide receivers, the new triplets.
2: Fred, uh, he said everything. Only thing he left out was Gallup had 59 receptions, 180, uh, 143 yards, five TDs. Listen, man. I think the division comes down to those three teams. It's going to be fun to watch. Yes, the Eagles. They're both all going to beat up on the Eagles. And, you know, it's just what's going to happen. But it's just going to be really fun to watch. The, pro, the The defense is going to win the division, and Washington may have the better defense. So it's going to be fun. Nick, just so you know, Fred paused there just so you could interject
1: after he said they're all gonna be
2: <laughs> a I thought he was. I like, know, let me him a minute.
4: I felt
1: your pause. I felt what you were doing. There. Oh I, no, I was.
4: Oh no, he's. Oh, he's gonna get no argument from me on that. <laughs> no, Greg. So, no, no. Greg.
1: What are your thoughts on the Cowboys' receiving core? Uh,
3: great receiving core. Great offense. I got Amari Cooper ranked fifteenth, and I got Ceedee Lamb right now ranked twenty eighth, but. I do agree with Frank and Nick. I think CD Lamb is going to make a leap this year. I think he's going to take over that number one receiver spot from Amari mm-hmm. Cooper. If it doesn't happen in the beginning of the season, at least halfway through, he's going to take over that number one spot. The kid is talented. So I agree with you guys. Number one receiving core. Amari Cooper draft with confidence as a strong wide receiver two. CD Lamb. Wide receiver two with a strong upside to be a solid wide receiver one.
1: Yeah, I, I think we all concur on this one. Um, how, you know, right now, as I'm even looking at it, I have Amari Cooper 13th and CeeDee Lamb 18th. Um, however, like as I'm even staring at my notes, like I see an arrow with CeeDee Lamb going up and a red one with Amari Cooper going down because I totally agree with you guys. I think CeeDee Lamb's going to prove to be the big playmaker in this offense. With Dak coming back, this is going to be an explosive offense. So either receiver, I would definitely be targeting in your upcoming drafts. Dr. Miller, let's get a percent to the bench on Amari Cooper. We talked about him
0: probably two months ago now. He had an ankle clean up a while back and um, should make him better than before. You know, there was nothing repaired, just an excision of some bone spurs, remove a little faulty cartilage. He's going to be good to go
1: 20% to the bench and going now to finish up the East to Nick's favorite team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick, let's get your thoughts on this receiving
4: core. Oh, I don't really think you want to hear them. Um, I'll, I just want, I just would be remiss. I just want to go back to Dallas for one second. Uh, I did have, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I did have, I did have, because I was so excited. I forgot. I do have Ceedee lamb at 11 and Cooper at thirteen. All right, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's end this dumpster fire with the with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they're just terrible. Uh, the, they had one guy last year. His name name is Travis Ful- Fulgum. He was famous for, for about fifteen minutes. Uh, he had five hundred thirty nine yards and and four four TDs. Then you had Gre- Greg Ward, who's like five feet five. He had Six, six TDs. Um, their their tight ends. Sorry, J- Jason, but their tight ends are going to lead their the reception. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: um, hey, know, silver lining, huh?
4: You know, you know. I was watching the game last night, and everyone was raving about oh, Quez Watkins, Quez Watkins. He caught a seven yard pass and ran for for seventy nine yards. I mean, they're junk, junk. Uh, I don't, I don't like them at all. Um, I was watching Eagles pra- practice. And, you know, um, Jalen Rager had a, a nice OBJ circus catch. So, just because of that against the uh, Patriots, I put him at number 40 uh, for being generous. Uh, other than that, um, Goddard and Ertz are going to lead this receiving offense. And and Devontae Smith put him in bubble wrap. That's it. I'm out. Oh, wow. All righty. So, Greg, what are your thoughts?
1: i never seen a deep dive
3: on a shitty-ass team. (laughs) Excuse my language. I mean, there's nothing to see here. Nothing. Nothing at all. So, Nick, great, great breakdown on nothing.
1: (laughs) Make something out of nothing.
2: Magic. He's magic. Fred, Fred, what's
1: your thoughts on the
2: nothing? It's definitely bad. You know, last year I think two or three it took two or three of them to combine for a thousand yards. Uh now that I'm reminiscing about last the, the other day's show, when we said the the Jets, New England and I think it was Detroit being very bad at receiver, mm-hmm. this looks bad. Oh, it's this looks bad. very bad. So that makes Dunk my Jets even move up more. So um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we can have the other three teams under the Jets. So we're in the low twenties now, guys. We're working our way up, but uh, I feel bad for Devonta Smith, man. So much has been put on his cha- uh, on his plate to be the number one receiver. They they want him to be the man. And, and be an elite receiver. And uh, hopefully it holds up, but they're going to be double teaming them and banging, banging them around that field. So we'll see if maybe Hertz can do something with uh, them. With we'll see.
1: I feel like tonight's episode could be titled The Never Ending Podcast. And with that being said, we are running from the nothing, which is the Eagles wide receiving core. And I'll be honest with you guys. I actually disagree a little. I like Devonta Smith. He's emerging as their number one receiving threat. He's going to get with his with uh, Jalen Hurts this during this preseason. They're going to get on the same page. He's the number one threat, and we talked about them before. You just mentioned it. They're going to get thrown on every game. So, of course, they're going to need to throw to get back in it why not target their number one receiver? So I have him ranked number 35. Now you guys talked about his durability. So let's bring in Dr. Miller, your percent to the bench for Devonta Smith.
0: Hi, I'm Maria.
5: And I'm Mike. And we're Team
0: Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready.
5: It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible.
0: Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather.
5: Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team
0: Devonta Smith is a superhero. This guy <laughs> was previously scheduled to be out all preseason with an MCL sprain. Now, briefly, the MCL stands for Medial Collateral Ligament it's the ligament on the inside of your leg, connecting your upper and lower leg bones. And up until recently, I was expecting him to miss the entirety of the preseason. But this guy heals like, uh, like Wolverine. And he's back on the field after going from week to week to day to day. So he's got superhero healing ability. Devonta Smith, 10% of the bench. Draft him.
1: Hey TSS family, it's Commissioner Cooper and when anyone on our crew has a special event or just needs to freshen up a bit, we go see our boys at Underground Cuts located at 1005 West Oak Ridge Road, Suite 6 in Orlando, Florida. Give Rob a call today at 407-858-0880, mention TSS Fantasy, or do that annoying Jets chant and receive a free soda compliments of TSS Fantasy. All right, moving on now to the NFC North, and we're going to start in Minnesota, and the Vikings, and this is perhaps one of the better receiving cores in the league. Um, a year ago at this time, no one was really sure about Justin Jefferson. Could he replace Stephon Diggs? Well, he certainly showed improved last year. Made a smooth transition from college slot receiver to an outside receiver threat in the NFL. Um, you know he he emerged quickly as one of the biggest play guys in the NFL. Adam Thielen, of course, usually usual dependable self. He finished the campaign with 87.9 receiving grade. Um, He was actually seventh in the league uh, with that grade. He tied for third with 14 touchdowns last year, uh, which marked the third time in four years he finished with a top 11 receiving grade. So I am impressed with this receiving core. I, I, you know, again, I'm high on Justin Jefferson. I love the big play guys. I've said it before, those guys like Percy Harvin, um, you know, the guys that make the big plays, he's the guy. I have him ranked number eight. And Adam Thielen, as I mentioned, the old dependable, he's number 16 on my list. Nick, what are your thoughts on the Vikings receiving court?
4: Oh, I think they're awesome. I, I mean, I am still salty that the Eagles did not pick up Justin Jefferson last year. We was just sitting there, and they go with Jalen Rager. Come on. Uh, Justin Jefferson – you got you just went over the stats. I'm going to keep it n- nice and short. I have him number eight, and I just think he's just going to be the next big thing. And Adam Thielen, Mr. Dependable, again, stud. Uh, I have him at number 14.
1: All righty, Greg, what are your thoughts?
3: These are the only receivers I have, um, both in the top 10. I got Justin Jefferson, oh. fifth, I got Adam Thielen, ranked 10th. These are. Ooh. these monster wide receivers can't go wrong with drafting either one of them draft both with confidence because this i this offense is high power once kirk cousin gets going
2: fred what are your thoughts who minnesota vikings have them n- number one in the division no we have a guy named adams over there in green bay but this is the best one-two punch at receiver you know how lucky you have to be to let Stefan Diggs go and then to get Justin Jefferson. I mean, Cousins got to be the uh, one lucky guy. I had Thielen in one of my leagues and he got me 14 touchdowns in 2020. I couldn't I couldn't have been happier. I mean, that that's why I have to put them number 1. Their their one-two punch is explosive, man, and they're young. i, I just love it.
1: Indeed, um, Dr. Miller, not the new man, but the old man on the Minnesota Vikings, Adam Thielen. What is your percent to the bench for Adam Thielen? Adam Thielen, ten percent to the bench, totally unremarkable. Moving on to the Chicago Bears, and boy, they have an interesting receiving core as well. They're led by—excuse le- me, led—they're led by Allen Robinson. Um, over the last three, three years, he's returned a career-high receiving grade in 2020. Robinson is one of the best all-around pass catchers in the league. Um, he can win along the uh, along any route. He's you know big play guy. Um, last year, they had a fifth-round pick, Darnell Mooney. Now, he's been he's been whispering around the fantasy realms lately as the guy to look out for, and he does have big play potential as well. He's a speedster. He caught 61 passes last year for 631 yards, um, so something to look out for. They also added a little more speed to the mix with Marquise Goodwin um, and Demir Bird, um, so both guys do have that um, big play as well. Um, so I do like the Bears' um, potential um, to become a good offense. And again, if Justin Fields take the helm. I have Allen Robinson ranked number 12 and Darnell Mooney ranked number 51. Nick, your thoughts on the Bears' receiving core?
4: Uh, my thoughts on the Bears' receiving core. Uh, if Allen Robinson wasn't there, they'd be tied with the Lions. Uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> Allen Ro- Robinson only <laughs> – makes them relevant so they are number three in the in the division and i have mr robinson welcome to his neighborhood i have him ranked at number 16.
1: Well, i'm glad i really boosted him up and you brought him right back down greg your thoughts on the bears i got Allen robinson ranked number 11
3: but he can rank higher if justin fields is the quarterback i'm not going to stop saying that if fields gets the ball this offense will take off. So Allen Robinson is a solid um, wide receiver, one, drafting with confidence.
2: You guys left me crumbs (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to the Chicago Bears. I mean, he's the only reason they're above Detroit, two straight 1,000-yard receiving campaigns, bona fide number one, they're number three in the division. I hope Fields plays, but probably not at the beginning of the season.
1: All right, right. well, we have no Darnell Mooney fans here in this show other than myself, so let that be noted as the season goes on. All right, let's move on now to the Detroit Lions. And, man, I have to tell you, I really struggled finding anything positive to say here. I mean, I don't know who anyone here you can target um geronimo allison maybe um Bashard perryman maybe he's the big play threat i just don't know <laughs> really to say i it's just it's bad we've talked about this team before they are definitely looking at number one pick in 2022 um i don't know who to pick but there's going to be someone who does emerge you know as we're sitting here talking down mm. about them And we always talk about those guys that surprise us. So there's going to be one of these guys that are going to surprise us. I just don't know which one it could be. My biggest, my biggest, uh, I guess, the horse out of this, out of the backfield right now would be Bashard Perryman, would be maybe the guy to not target, but maybe to look at. Nick, do you have anything to say about the Lions?
4: (laughs) Nothing positive. Uh, They have. They have no horses, they got no ponies. Uh next. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, a horse of a different color for sure. Greg, what are your thoughts?
3: Jason, I thought Nick did a good job with nothing analyzing Philly, but you did a better <laughs> job with Detroit, because there's for you to pull out Brashard Perryman, really. Like, and Geronimo you know, Allison. Geronimo <laughs> Listen, man. Listen. Um I feel like a cop at a murder scene. There's nothing to see here. Keep it moving. There ain't nothing. Nothing. Let's let's, okay. let's go, Fred.
2: I I I did read something though. I'm not going to quote nobody cuz it's pretty bad. Right. So, Tyrell Williams has proven to be a reliable receiver, right? That's what I was told. And he could emerge as Detroit's go-to wide receiver. <laughs> Problem was, Ooh. he didn't play a single down in 2020. Ooh. <laughs> and when somebody puts that up, we're not going to comment who, that the person who could emerge, has didn't even play it down to 2020, and then says, since two, and hasn't put over 100, 700 yards since 2017, Houston, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. This, Detroit and Houston fighting for the number one pick next season. Oh, Indeed.
1: Yeah, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I was grasping at straws, but we did. I just want to let everyone know and the TSS family that we come prepared.
2: (laughs) I want to find a Detroit fan. I need to find one. (laughs) All
1: right, moving on now to Green Bay, and we have a doozy of a receiver to look at here, Devontae Adams. He has been one of the league's best for quite a while. I um, He messes a smooth release and a sharp route running. Um, keeps corners off balance. I mean, he's got Aaron Rodgers. Last year, we saw, like, Alan Lazard emerge a little bit. Um, we saw a couple of the guys, Marquez Valdez-Scantley, had his ups and downs. Um, you know, now with... Um, with the addition of, and I can't remember his name, but Fred messed it up earlier. The guy Cobb. that was in Houston. Thank you, Randall Cobb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like, I got Randall, Randall Cobb is like, he's. Well, we got to get Randall Cobb on the show at this point now. We talking <laughs> about but he could end up being someone to, you know, target for a flex option at some point. We don't know how he's going to fit in with the offense, uh, but Aaron wanted him. Uh, but again, Devonte Adams, the clear guy here. No one else to really target right now. Uh, Devontae Adams, number three for me overall. Nick, what do you got on Green Bay?
4: Uh, I have Devonte Adams ranked number one overall, Ooh. and uh, they also have a guy, interesting name. His name is Aquamanus St. Brown. Uh, he could be an an emerging star. But uh, the other guy is uh, Valdez Scantling. So it doesn't matter who Aaron Rodgers has. Whoever he has, he, he makes a star, and they are going to be the uh, number two receiving core in the division. Greg, what are your thoughts?
3: This is Devontae Adams' contract year, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, enough said. Number one wide receiver overall. The kid is going to ball out. Him and Aaron Rodgers last dance. He's the Scottie Pippen to Aaron Rodgers, Michael Jordan. They're about to do this. Number one. Draft him with confidence. Mm,
2: Fred. Wow. Number one. Oof. I don't know about number one, but I say top three. I don't know. I like D Hop a lot. Um, I mean, think about it. You got Aaron Rodgers, you have you have um Adams, you just got <laughs> Cobb. Cobb. and and we and then of course a third and fourth, you got Scantling and Lazard. So I mean, they they're just a really good wide receiving core. Not better than Minnesota's, I still believe. And like I guess like Greg would say, you could draft two of them with confidence because they're gonna have a lot of yards and touchdowns.
1: Yeah, so I mean, listen, if we're putting that much stock, a number one, you know, receiver in Devontae Adams, I'd like to hear a percent to the bench from Dr. Miller on Devontae Adams. I've seen this guy get an injury-prone label before. But looking at his career, I think he's
0: played in something like 88% of all possible games. So that should refute that injury-prone label. If he's playing in 88% of possible games, I'm giving him 10% of the bench this season. He'll be on the field. Ooh, that smells so good. What'd you guys get?
4: I got the Rasta Pasta. It's really good. What'd you get? I got the shrimp and white rice. It's covered in this amazing jerk sauce. Did you know it's their signature jerk sauce that they actually
1: make here? And we're taking a bottle home. I got the jerk chicken. I'll give you some of mine if you let me try yours.
2: No,
4: I'm not sharing this. This is all mine.
2: And I'm already done. Wow. And don't forget, if you're looking for a Jamaican cuisine, Real spicy finger-licking good. Check out Ari Vibes at 313 Central Avenue, Albanyu, New York. Remember, that's where the licking is good.
1: Thank you, TSS family. And don't forget you can catch all the fun at tssfantasy.com, sign up for all our free contests, or you can interact with us on all social media platforms. If you're listening to us on Unhinged Radio Network, get ready for the Rough Cut with AJ and Vinny. We appreciate you and we are out.
2: Cooper, and it's time. How the
1: fuck you got me up Yo, no one got my uh, never ending story fucking reference? Like, what the I fuck? Did. Like, I didn't get any I didn't get nothing from that. Y'all remember that movie? The <laughs> no,
2: I was I was too young for that movie, oh, bro. Oh
1: my god. <laughs>
2: Well, oh no, that's what that stupid white thing flying in the air, right? With the yeah, dragon or was, some oh shit. Oh my God, they were running dog. from the
1: nothing in the whole movie. Well,
4: I was <laughs> told not to interrupt, so I didn't.
1: Uh, well, you could have just laughed or, you know, said, right <laughs> on, Jay. <laughs> right on, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> You're all well. All
2: right,
1: here we
5: go. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was
1: only playing for
3: fun, so winning this was a dream come true.
5: Chumba Casino is America's number one and social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner